Hey, my name is Philip Craig. I'm the pastor here at Aria Church. Thanks so much for joining us. I hope this podcast empowers you, hope it fuels your faith, and hope it impacts your life. Enjoy the message. All right, well, hey, before we go any further, go ahead. If you want to, uh, we'd love you to help us out by sharing on Facebook and and reach some of those guys online. Uh, go ahead and put our hands together for everyone watching on Facebook and YouTube. We had a great week last week. We had our dedications and we spoke on holiness. Uh, and so today we're going to finish off the Strip Back series. We could go on forever with this series, but we're going we're gonna to finish today um, on, the, on the word purpose. Everyone say purpose. Okay, let's say it again like you mean it. Purpose. purpose. There we go. We're getting there. Um, Excited about purpose. Purpose is a word that sometimes can be overused. We love to use the word purpose. Uh, but sometimes we lose, in using it so much, we lose the meaning and the strength and the purpose in the purpose, if that makes sense. And I was up the town, uh, went for a little stroll. The weather was beautiful all week and even today. Uh, went out for a walk up the town and drifted into a wee shop there up the town in Portadown. If you've been there, there's one with like, there's grass growing on the wall. It's a miracle. Um, <laughs> there's grass literally, but it's plastic, but like our little wall as you come in. And I was just intrigued. I was just, I loved the style and I wanted to go and have a little look. So I went in, got talking to the two assistants, asking them like, where did you get this stuff? And, and who designed this? I want to know. Need your help. And got, got talking anyhow and, and I found out about um, a little bit of their story. There's a girl and a guy, and, and the guy was saying, I'm actually only home. I was living just outside my, the Keys in Miami, Florida, but I had to come home because of COVID. Now he's working in Portadown. Massive upgrade. <laughs> and then the other, other woman, a sales assistant, she, was, she works for Aer Lingus. And obviously, they're not doing anything at the minute either. So these two people have kind of they're up the town doing a bit of design work, and I got, got talking to them, and you know they were frustrated and like, what what on earth is going on, and and confused, a bit frustrated, and one of them actually said to me, you know, I, I let her know that you know doing the invite one day, I want to invite here's my chance, common interest, just style and all that stuff, and then hey, actually, you know the church down the bottom of the town, that's where I, I, I'm a part of that church. I'd love you, you should come sometime. We've got a we've got a plastic wall of grass too. <laughs> might even be better than that, uh, you know, no, but, but we started talking, and she's like, oh, you know, you know, the kind of thing you believe, you know, I, I see an Armageddon happen, she started saying, I, I see like an Armageddon, she started, she brought this up, and I'm like, okay, where are we going with this, it's getting heavy in the shop front, but, but she was serious, and she's like, what, like, there's so much evil in the world, isn't there, there's so much evil around us, like, I just don't buy a lot of the stuff that I'm seeing. And she was just very frustrated. But one of, the, one of the things that stood out to me that she said is like, what's it all about? You know, why am I even, why am I here? And what for? And I think that's a deep question, but also a very simple question that every person in this room and online could ask today. Why, what is this all about? Why am I here? And what for? Really, when you strip it back, you're really talking about purpose. What's the point of this life? 
We can get so busy doing life, and then an interruption comes, in our case this year, in the form of COVID. But nonetheless, it's just another interruption. And so, in some ways, it can work to your advantage because it causes you to ask the question, what's it all about? And same way, this, these, these shop assistants were asking the question, what's it all about? Like, what is life? It's, it's caused them to pause a second and ask, right, I was just busy doing life, working for the weekend, working to pay the bills, and now I've had the chance to strip it back and ask, what is really my purpose? Why am I on? Is there a purpose? Is there even a reason? Or am I just another mammal human being living on the planet for no reason? That's a, that's a question that we all need to ask. And what I realized in that moment is that everyone wants purpose and everybody needs purpose. And one thing we would say as a church and the culture that we have is that every person comes, that comes through the door, no matter where you're from, what you've done, where you're at, I believe you need to be needed and you need to be known. And sometimes being needed, looks, it might look like being a part of a family. It might look like a job. It might look like the talents that you possess, but it gives you a sense of being needed. And then being known, being a, having somebody knowing your name, remembering your birthday, whatever that looks like, just having a sense that you're known, that God sees you, knowing that God's involved in your life. There's something that's so organic and feels right about that, it's powerful. It's connected to purpose. Are you with me? Everybody needs purpose. So I'm going to rhyme off a few verses here. You've got a, a phone, you can take notes or a, a notebook. These are, and let's look at what they're trying to point towards. It says in 1 Peter 4 and 10, it says, God has given gifts to each of you, us, from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. What is the writer getting at? Ephesians 1 and 17, I pray that you may know the hope to which he has called you. There's a, there's a reason to which you have been called, strategically moved. Your, if your eyes are open for a purpose. It's not just for the sake of it, just to have a bit more knowledge about Christianity, about Jesus, Dan. It's not just to watch. 1 Corinthians 12 and 27 says, all of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. It's, there's something bigger happening. I believe everybody is designed to be a part of something bigger than themselves. There's something powerful about being in something that's bigger than you. It helps your posture. It helps how you see. Uh, Romans 12 and 6 says, we have different gifts according to the grace that's given to us. So, it's so easy in this world to get caught up in comparison game, even within church, online, whatever that looks like. It's so easy to compare, and then you, you, you leave discouraged. But it's saying here that you don't need to compare because you're running your own race, specific, ordained for you to run. No one else is supposed to run the race that God has laid out for you. No one else, just you. So you can free yourself of comp comparison. You can free yourself of trying to be somebody else, or the pressure to be somebody else, there's, does that make you feel heavier or lighter? For me, it makes me feel lighter, that, that I just need to focus on me getting better, on me surrendering more, on me being in God's presence and, and, and coming under His plan rather than trying to be and live somebody else's plan for my life. 
which is the most unorganic, is the most stressful, is the most unnatural and honestly draining thing. And there's times where I find myself drifting. And how I know that by my feelings is that I feel burnt. I feel tired. I feel weary. And maybe the question you need to ask yourself is, why am I weary? Why am I not feeling very alive? Why am I stressed? Well, maybe you're trying to be something or do something you were never intended to be or do. Maybe you're in a role. Maybe you're, tr- you're trying to be the kind of mother that, that you see somebody else be, even though you're only seeing them from, from a very surface perspective. Maybe you're seeing 20%, all the highlight reels. And what you see is not reality. And so you're actually comparing to nobody because that person doesn't exist. <laughs> Can I get an amen? <laughs> Ephesians 1 and 17 says, I pray that you may grasp the immensity of his glorious way. His glorious way. It's not a, it's not a heavy way. It's a glorious way of life. He has for his followers in his holy people. We spoke about holiness last week. Holiness is powerful. It's life-changing. It restores you. God's holy presence wasn't designed to be this far-fetched idea. In the same way, saints wasn't supposed to be these one-off people. God has called you to receive his holiness, his power to become holy people. He's empowered you to walk a glorious path of life. Is anybody offered? Three people. (laughs) <laughs> Listen, let's talk about purpose. What has purpose done? Okay, you're talking about purpose, da-da-da, very good. What's purpose done? I would say, well, I know for a fact through the person's testimony that purpose has saved people's lives in here. I mean life on earth. Like prevention of suicide. Purpose. Purpose has caused some mothers in here to, to not give up. Why? Because you have children that depend on you. Some fathers haven't given up because they realize their purpose is found in their role. And so even though you're going through hell, even though the waters are high, even though it hurts, like the pain you've never experienced before, you didn't give up because why? Purpose. Purpose has put a smile back on people's faces in this small community. Purpose has caused people to keep showing up time after time after time because they know there's hope and because they know there's purpose in their pain. And even though there's a struggle, a struggle is actually the reminder that you're still in the fight. And even just of recently, we've seen people through, not showing, through continuing to show up, actually break free of struggles that they've struggled with for years. Like, I mean, literally, it happened. And we w- I've watched the journey, and all of us start, a sudden, because they're in community, the body, and, and there's people around them speaking life and truth. Honestly, this is what I believe. I believe there's people in this room, and you've been struggling with the same thing in your life over and over and it's attached to lies, things that you believe about yourself which aren't true, but nobody knows that to correct it. And I think there's a certain element of our Christian journey that we spend alone with God. We're in relationship individually with God, but I also believe that God has designed us to break free in community. Because the Bible says when you confess your sins to who? Not just to God, 
to each other, then the healing, is, it, it breaks forth. And I believe a part of that is because when you're in a, a godly community and you confess, I'm going through this, I've got an issue here, I'm struggling, I feel awful, I don't know what's going on. What happens is there's somebody who sees your blind spots and calls them out and speaks truth and breaks bondage, breaks chains. That's why we have a prayer team who have discernment, spiritual discernment to see, right, there's a sense there's something going on here. And sometimes it's something beyond our sight. It's, it's just a spiritual thing that God can break in a moment because there's life and death in the tongue. It could be from your last season, but honestly, some of you will walk wounded for the rest of your life unless you find purpose in God's body, His local church. And you don't just show up and serve. It's not just give, give, give. It's about being present. It's about sharing. I don't want to be cheesy, but sharing is caring. <laughs> You've heard that before, hashtag. But, but in some ways, it's very true. And, and honestly, that's where a lot of freedom comes because so recently I'd, I'd seen someone even experience myself. Often the areas where I have that we, you know the way we talk about hump day, is what the Wednesday, and you're just, your, your, your mindset is, if I can get up, if I can get to Wednesday, I'm going to make it. I've got hope. Well, in the same way, sometimes you've got a hump in your fear. There's a little hump, and it's often at the start, like, I don't want to go to the group. I don't want to share with this person, and, and there's like a, there's a big dose. There's a pretty, pretty heavy dose of fear, because you're like, what are they going to say? Are they going to reject me if I, I, I share? Are they going to, is it going to get weird? Are they going to like rebuke me for being such a, a big sinner or whatever that is? But often what I find is if you can get over that hump, then you realize, oh my word, this wasn't as big a deal as I thought. And, and all of those ideas I thought might have happened, the what ifs, they'd never existed. I created them. And at the, at the other side of the hump, it's actually things level out, and you break free, and you stop believing the lies. You see, the, the, the devil is a liar. He, he's actually called in the Bible the father of what? Lies. Often our dysfunction comes from believing lies. And that's why I believe the purpose, discovering purpose within a body and a community of people who are committed to the truth of the Bible Freedom is just a byproduct. Breaking free from wrong thinking and wrong spirits is just a byproduct. And the point is not just for you to just be free to hang out. It's to, it's to be free so you can free others. It's, a, it's an ongoing process. It's a gift that keeps giving. And that's why I believe we see in the Bible, Paul or whoever the writer is, is always saying about, you've got gifts but some of your gifts right now aren't unlocked because you believed a lie. And you haven't got over that little hump of connecting with people. It's easier to come in and out the door and not connect. I get it. But you'll not, your gifts won't be activated. You won't truly see that glorious path. It's not just a path of life. It's a glorious path. Amen? See, purpose lived out creates passion. Some of us are feeling weary don't put your hands up, but I know most people in here probably experienced a season of weariness even a month or two this year. Just weary, just tired. I don't know what's wrong. 
sometimes we don't really understand. It's just a feeling. And a, a little story. I hope Anna's okay with this. I'm going to tell you anyhow. Um, <laughs> I'm learning to be a bit more careful with the stories because there's a price at the end of it if I get it wrong. Oh, ho, ho. gets awful cold in our house if I get this wrong. <laughs> the heating is turned off. Anyhow, this gopher, come on, Phil. You can do this. Boundaries, Phil. Boundaries, boundaries. So, it's not really that big a deal, but we've been doing outreach as a church, giving out invite cards. Also, there's invite cards under your seats, so please go ahead and pick them up. Yeah, go ahead and pick them up right now under your seat. Reach down to we stretch. Put them in your pocket. Bring them with you and pray to the good Lord and ask Him about even just one person this week to give. I dare you, get over the hump. Now we hump. Oh, I can't do it. I can't. Yes, you can. The power of Jesus Christ lives in you. You can do at least one. Anyhow, so we're doing this outreach, and, and Anna's got that little fear. To be honest, I had it too, because I hadn't done this in a little while, and we're going out into the town, into Portadown. And I was like, oh, flip, flip, I've never done this. You know, she's brought up a Catholic church in Poland, and, and this wasn't the kind of thing she was brought up doing. And, and what are we gonna, what, I'm, what are, what's going to happen? Are people going to respond well to me? And it was actually an interesting, pro, it was actually funny the way it all worked out because that was the start in the hallway. We're all kind of freaking out and washing our hands, making sure it's all hand sanitized. And then we went out and, and I'm like, this is going to be interesting to watch how this goes. I hope it you know, works out okay. And all of a sudden, it was as if Anna morphed. You know, like a caterpillar into a butterfly. Like, is that, that's a good thing. Tiptoes. She morphed from this person who was like fearful, and then it's as if the, as soon as she got over that hump, that first person, and she realized no horns popped out, no one stabbed her, you know, there was nothing, no one punched her. All of a sudden, it was as if, oh, come on, let's go. What, what's, what, what's wrong with you? Hurry up, let's go. Or that, Nettie, she was Nettie re- rebuking us for being so timid after her just judging me. And she literally gave out, I think she was way beyond anyone else, she gave out about 35 invite cards, and she actually enjoyed it. But the most important part of that night wasn't just giving out the invite. Come on, put our hands for my lovely wife. (laughs) But the most important part for me and what stood out for me the most wasn't what happened at the outreach. It was what happened after in the car. Because Anna, previously, she, was, she had been a little bit discouraged because she couldn't get home to Poland to see her family, and it's been away for a long time, and just, you know, all the regulations are always changing. You're hopeful, then you're not, your hope's gone, and it's just a bit annoying. For some of you trying to get on holidays, I'm sure you're experiencing the same thing, but her family's there, and so coming into the outreach, she was a little bit frustrated and, and downcast and all that stuff, and, and coming out of the outreach... She's like, whoa. And these were her words. I'm not just saying this because the sermon title is about purpose. She says, I just needed purpose in my life. I was like, what? That's crazy. The fact that you can determine that what done this and what lifted your spirit and what brought life back into your bones was purpose. That you came in discouraged, 
even a bit fearful about the situation, but discouraged about life situation, and you left full of encouragement by what giving of your gift? Serving other people. That's weird because you would have thought if you're tired and weary, you need to rest. You need to hold all your energy back. You would have thought you need to, you need to be selfish and, and hold the little bit of energy you have, but it was nearly as if purpose produces power. It's nearly as if activating yourself and getting over those humps of fear, it actually produces more fruit. It produces more life in you so that you have more to give. That's the principle of the kingdom of God. That's how God has wired us, is that when we give, God gives us more back. Because when we bless people, God then blesses us so we can bless more people. It's the same principle with the seed. When you plant an, a, a seed to an orange tree, it doesn't just stay as one seed. It multiplies into multiple seeds, and multiple, there's multiple fruit, and then it has a multiplication process. That's how God has designed humanity to function. So the kingdom of God is really nothing extraordinary when we look towards how God has created nature. If we just follow that flow, if we follow that trend, then we, and we apply those trends to our life, then we experience that wonderful life that God has intended. Does anybody want it? Does anybody want to experience that? So purpose lived out creates passion. It actually creates. Number three, purpose is fully lived out by the power of the Holy Spirit. And actually, Ian shared on this in, in the offering a few weeks back, and it, it actually, it says, I'm going to stay Larry, and thank you. Really good point. And he was talking about Peter, and how Peter, in his own strength, tried to have purpose. He tried to just follow Jesus, and Jesus like, you're going to deny me. It's not going to work. You're going to just do it with your own ideas and your own kind of thinking without any kind of relationship with the Holy Spirit, with the power of the Holy Spirit. And what happened, some of you know the story, is that Peter tri he tried, but when it came to it, he didn't have the power that he needed to witness. They asked, are you with Jesus when he was about to be crucified? And, and he denied him how many times? Three times. So it wasn't just a one-off. It was like three in a row established I don't have what it takes. I don't think his intentions were bad. He just didn't have the willpower. He just didn't have the strength. I think there's people in here, in some situations in my own life, I just don't have the power. And I just won't have the power until I encounter and get power from the Holy Spirit. It's, it's just not possible. And if we're going to be a witness on the earth as a church, we can't do it with just good intentions. We can't do it with just natural willpower, connected to worldly things. We've got to have our mind fixed on Christ. We've got to have our mind fixed on things of heaven and not of earth. We've got to start disconnecting a little bit with, from our natural thinking and starting to allow, allow our faith in Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit to touch us. And you can't really work that out with an equation. But what I love about God and I love about the church and what it represents is that God didn't give up on Peter because he failed. In the same way you come into church and listen, we fail. I fail. I'm a work in progress. That's why we say, listen, we're all on a journey. 
If you're on a journey of faith and you're to one out of ten, well, our job as the church is to bring you to a two. If you've, if you've messed up and made a mistake or sinned, you're a human being, that's a part of your journey. But let's not let the sin define you or keep you stuck in the mud. Actually, the place when you fall into sin, the best place to come is church, where, where we, you can have people around you to help encourage you to get back to your feet, realign you with what truth is, and stay free and move forward. Not with eyes of judgment and, and throwing you out because you're not perfect. Listen, we're going to have a new statement here, and it's going to, it's going to define who we are as a church. It's called No Perfect People Allowed. I'm going to make t shirts. New, new, what is it? What do they call that? <laughs> Merchandise. What do they call that? What's the fancy word? Merch. Merch. New merch. We're gonna have new merch. There's gonna be a few. There's gonna be a few titles on the, the on the back probably. No perfect people allowed. And the next one will be, uh, every saint has a past, and every sinner has a future. Why? Because we're trying to create culture. The same culture that Jesus created with Peter that, listen, you messed up. <laughs> I, I predicted it. You tried to do it your own way, but listen, come with me and I'll show you how to do it right. Because, because Jesus knew, I'm, I'm leaving here and I need you to represent. I need you to represent me on the earth. I need you to bring the power of God to the earth. And you need to journey with me for a wee while. You need to keep getting better. Listen, some of you in here, you've came in with guilt and shame. Listen, we're on a journey to keep getting better understanding more of God's truth, understanding more of God's grace, aligning ourselves with his way of life and his power from the Holy Spirit. We're on a journey because what happened to Peter? Fast forward. Peter was the man who was chosen to preach to thousands and thousands of people. On the day of Pentecost, and thousands got saved. Why? He didn't give up. He had a purpose and he knew the purpose wasn't just a moment. It wasn't just defined by an event. It was a journey of getting better, of maturing, of being sanctified, as we talked about, to become more like Christ. What does becoming more like Christ look like? It doesn't look like just being a, do a goody two-shoes. <laughs> Bunch of goody two-shoes just trying to pretend they're all nice and proper. And behind the scenes, we know what's going through their head. No, it, it's about truly... He just had, he learned to access the Holy Spirit where he could do things which were unnatural. And it wasn't about him. He was just, it was just passing through him. The power of God was just passing through. He learned, really, you know what it, you know what it really looks like, discipleship? He learned to get out of God's way with his own ideas, with his own truths. Stop lying to himself. He learned to become more self-aware of the things he maybe lied about to himself, things he believed that the culture was telling him that, that just wasn't true. He learned to stop fearing man as he began to trust God. See, this is one thing I'm learning as I continue to hopefully grow, is that I can't stop fearing man if I don't have a replacement. Because it's nearly like if you're being in, in, in a plane, I know you haven't been in a while, but if you've been in a plane where it's like you're always waiting for that light to come on, where the toilet is vacant, and then get me up the aisle quick before somebody gets there first. Waiting for that green light, ding. 
I honestly believe in our lives that God is waiting for the same light in us. He's like, I'm available. I'm ready. I want to move, but, but you're occupied. You're occupied, you're occupied with other stuff, other people. Your mind is occupied with trying to achieve and impress. Whatever it is, you're occupied. And I believe if we can create some space for God in our lives with prayer, with community, then God's purpose will begin to, to move. He will have space to move through us with our, with our talents, with our treasure, with our time. That's what the occupation looks like. What's your, where's your treasure going? Because that's where your heart is. Is it occupied? Where's your time going? Is it vacant or is it occupied? Where's your talents going? What are you good at? What's in your hand? Is it vacant or is it occupied? That's what God's purpose works through all three. Acts 4 and 13 says this. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, just ordinary people, they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. <laughs> they were astonished because these ordinary men who shouldn't have been doing what they were doing, shouldn't have possessed the power, the influence, because they didn't have the skill set in the culture. They hadn't went to the right school. They hadn't got the right certificate, degree certificate to be doing and have the power and influence that they had, but they were still doing it. They were like, have these people been with Jesus? Because he seems to do this. He seems to make nobody somebody. He seems to use the unlikely people to do unlikely things. He seems to use the down and the outs to lead the way. Come on, some of you in here, you think you're not good enough. You're not worthy enough. But listen, none of us are. That's the beauty about the gospel. It levels the playing field. Everyone has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, which means we're all in this by grace. We're all in church by grace. We haven't earned it. You, you don't have to do anything special or be sinless for a certain period of time to be on the stage. I'm a sinner just like everyone in this room. But we're just trying to, to progress and, and, and receive the power from on high to mature, to stay in line with God's way as much as we can and be faithful. And as we do that, God unlocks his goodness. Can I get an amen? amen? And lastly, purpose makes a difference. It says in John 15 and 8, this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you. So you can actually get joy with this, this thing. This purpose that we, can, we get the chance to be a part of, it brings joy. It's not like empty. It's not like duty-based. It's not like you have to do it. It's, it's, we get to do it. There's a big difference. That's one thing I say all the time. I don't have to do this. I don't have to come to church every week. I get to. It's a privilege. It's an honor. It's a posture of, God, we come to honor you. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your people. Thank you that you, you chose me. That I, you opened my eyes to see. You didn't have to. You didn't even have to believe in humanity. 
What's this all about? But you chose to love. You chose to give Jesus as your son to deal with the issue of sin, to put us back on our feet. You chose to redeem humanity to glorify your name, to bring a new heaven and a new earth. You chose to love. And we're here today because of that. When I think about restoration, I think about some of the guys on our team who came in here and literally said, I'd given up on life. One, One young man in particular, and he said, it's interesting, as a part of our church, the way to join our church is through the growth track. And the growth track, as a part of our vision, it's know God, find freedom. And then the growth track is the third one, which is discover what? Purpose. And then you make a difference after discovering purpose. Why? Because purpose gives you life. It gets you excited. Your gifts come in to the equation. And so he said, he said after experiencing suicidal thoughts for years and being in a very dire situation from the whole way through school and He said there was one moment that stood out and it was in the growth track, funny enough. And he says, I didn't realize I had gifts to give. I didn't realize I had something that other people might benefit off. I didn't realize really that I had value. And so there's maybe people in here today and you think the same in some areas of your life that you just didn't realize that you actually have worth and value. Well, listen, God's plan is for you to discover your worth, to discover your purpose, to come alive in Christ. Not to live a life, I'm not saying that we don't mourn and we don't have weariness and there's seasons in that, of course. But we don't want to stay there. It's not a place we want to live and camp out. We journey through, the, through those hard times. We journey through those weary times, but, but God has came to give life, and life more abundantly, it says in Ephesians 3 and 20. It's for you. But I don't believe you can, you can receive that kind of life, experience that kind of life without discovering purpose first. So if that's, maybe you need to come to our next growth, growth track. It's for anyone. No matter your background, no matter your past, every saint has a past, and every sinner has a future. I want to invite you to that. The next we've only, we've only been doing them maybe once every other month, but we'll be doing one soon. Also, there's maybe if you want to go ahead and stand, there's maybe people online and in person, and you don't know why you're here, or maybe you're in process of trying to figure that out. You don't know why you're on the earth today. You have no worldview really when it comes to life and death. You have no, there's no truth. You haven't submitted yourself under any kind of truth just kind of existing but unfortunately if you're living like that there's no real hope after this life for you and if you don't have something to live towards a destiny then you probably have lost your bearings in this life you probably are are feeling disoriented feeling down or just living for a weekend, and when that was taken away, what do you do now? See, you're designed for way more than that. You're designed to be part of the family of God, to come under His rule and His reign. He loved you from, from before you even existed, before the earth was here, He was. 
He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He knows the start, and He knows your finish. He knows your first breath, and He knows your last breath. He loves your family, and He loves your friends, and He wants you to find purpose. But that all begins when we surrender our life to the life giver, to the Son of Man who sets us free, who breaks the chains of oppression, who breaks the chains of lies that were being told to us by the father of lies, the devil. He's the chief liar. Honestly, depression, oppression, all of those things we see and experience on the earth today, mental health, it's honestly, I, I honestly believe it's formed in lies, in hopelessness, in purposelessness. And the church was designed to break those chains, to change the tide. But we need people to find purpose for that to happen. We can't break those chains without purpose. The church can't rise up without the gifts and the callings of people's lives to be found. That's why it's core in our values. We can't afford to have people walk in and walk out and not be in the game. Because there's people, there's family, there's friends connected to you that aren't connected to anybody else. So come on, church. If there's somebody in here and you need to surrender your life to Christ to find purpose for the first time in your life, let's do it. There's no better time than now. With every head bowed and eye closed, if that's you, just say this prayer. Church, help them along. God, I thank you for the purpose that I have found in Jesus Christ, my Savior. I surrender my whole life into your hands. I repent of my sins. I turn around and I follow you. Thank you for the promise of eternal life and life on this earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, put our hands together for those people. Listen, if you've made that decision online or in person, we have a, a, a free Bible and some notes and some guides to help you on your journey. Let us know. Let me know. Message us online, whatever it is. But we want to get a Bible in your hand and get you on the journey of purpose. God has got great things in store. Hope you enjoyed the podcast today. I hope it encouraged you. There's a few things I'd love you to do. I'd love you to subscribe to our YouTube, iTunes, or Spotify account. This is so you can keep up with our most recent material and messages. If this ministry has impacted your life and you'd love to help us reach others, you can do that right now by going to ariachurch.org and giving now. Cannot wait to see you next week on the Ariat Church podcast.